Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. This is our final podcast of 2021. So with that in mind, we'll check in with Wendy Parody, president of the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies, to do our annual yearly review of the travel industry. And then we'll look ahead to the summer of 2022 and the opening of a new guest ranch in Montana called the Clydesdale Outpost. We'll talk with the owner about it in our hotel spotlight in about five or six minutes. And later in the podcast, we'll get an update on the ski season and look ahead to some of the things going on at the Ski Big Three Resorts of Sunshine, Lake Louise, and Mount Norquay. But as I mentioned, since this is our last show of the year, we're going to start things out talking about the year it was in the travel industry. So joining us now, like she does every year to do our yearly review, is Wendy Parody. She is the president of ACTA, the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. Their website is acta.ca. Hi, Wendy. Hello. Well, when we look back into uh, the past year, 2021, <laughs> what's the, uh, I'm going to say the number one travel story that's uh, on your mind for 2021? I think I kind of know the answer. Well, I would actually say, Randy, that um, as we move throughout the summertime and into the fall, the travel industry was actually seeing recovery. Mm -hmm. And we were very, very hopeful um, for the winter season. Uh, But that did come to a grinding stop um, with the emergence of uh, Omicron. So as I, um, you know, often say, I feel like we've taken, um, we've been taking two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And right now we've taken uh, a few steps forward, but many more steps back right now. Yeah, it seems like every week there was something changing, something different, and it was really hard to keep up. But I think the two things that uh, come to mind for me, one is the importance of travel insurance. It always has been important, but holy cow, it's really important now. And just knowing Uh, what kind of policies are out there, and just how helpful a good travel agent can be. Absolutely. Um, Throughout this whole COVID pandemic, that the rules, not only in Canada, but around the world, depending on what was going on with the pandemic, that they were ever changing. Not, Not only did we have to put the date on our advisories, we were getting down to the the hour. It was uh, changing so quickly. So uh, working with a professional travel agent, as you said, um, has uh, never been um, so important. And um, also the uh, having travel insurance, uh, understanding your travel insurance policy, actually reading it um, at this time Mm -hmm. is really important because they are all different. And so Um, As you know, uh, in October, we had the Level 4 travel advisory uh, was eased. um, It was taken away. And then, you know, here we are a few short weeks uh, later, and tragically, we do have this travel advisory back in effect from Global Affairs that says, avoid all travel outside of Canada. So um, that actually changes a lot. It changes a lot when it comes to insurance policies. So it's really important that travelers um, are really paying attention. Um, As I've mentioned before, Canadians um, really like to travel safely for the most part. Um, They are more conservative or safety-oriented. So although um, 
many have uh, decided to delay their trips or cancel, that some are choosing to travel uh, during this time. And uh, so it is really important that they understand the, the rules of um, the Canadian government and the destination that they're traveling to. Um, and then also the uh, insurance coverage. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems to me that, I've said this from day one, that the uh, airline industry, uh, the cruise line industry, have really done a remarkable job. I mean, you can't get on a plane unless you're vaccinated. You can't get on a plane unless, or even a cruise ship, or unless you've um, uh, been tested. And I don't know how many times you have to be tested before, you know, the government starts to believe in their own testing procedure. But it, I, I think you're safer on a plane, I've said this before, than you are at a grocery store. Well, we are hearing that from many travelers, and of course, at this point in time, there's uh, tens of thousands of Canadians making decisions whether they will travel um, or, or not over the coming weeks. And you make a very good point in that we, are, we have some of the strongest measures in the entire world in Canada. So all employees in the travel industry, when you arrive at that airport, when you get onto that plane, all are fully vaccinated. Uh, the second thing is, is that we um, are mandated to wear masks, and Canadians are actually really quite great at um, following most of the measures and wearing their masks. A lot of Canadians are saying to us, okay, so um, I'm looking at the destination that I'm going to, and right now it's a lot of warm destinations, mm -hmm. and the COVID numbers, um, I'm comfortable with them when I look at um, that perhaps that Caribbean island and I look at Canada, I know for the next week or two weeks, I'm going to be outside um, for most of the time, which we know is a safer environment. And so do I go um, and travel safely and behave safely when I'm there? Or do I stay home in an indoor environment with my extended family uh, I think I'll go to Barbados. So I think that, uh, you know, people, Canada is not, Canadians are not taking uh, the situation lightly, but uh, there are definitely some Canadians are saying that I'm going to delay, and then others are really looking at the risk and saying, I think I'm going to go. So, uh, yeah, we're seeing uh, both sides, but uh, definitely this is another incredible blow to the Canadian travel industry. Mm, and, for sure. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite unbelievable. I chuckled as soon as you said Barbados. Says, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah, go. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly, you only have about 30 seconds or so. We're well, looking ahead to 2022. I, I hope we're not talking about the same thing this time next year. No, I, I agree. And hopefully that um, we are hearing some good news that uh, this may be milder, that certainly Canadians are vaccinated. They're really trying to get their booster shots. So hopefully by the time that we get to the spring, that um, we will be in a much better place. Wendy Parody is the president of ACTA, the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. Their website is acta.ca. Happy New Year, Wendy. Here's to uh, better times ahead. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year to you as well.
Well, there's a new guest ranch opening in the summer of 2022. It's called the Clydesdale Outpost, located in Montana. So joining us now to tell us more about it is the owner of the Clydesdale Outpost, Matt Arnold Ladensack. The website is ClydesdaleOutpost.com. Hi, Matt. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Excited to learn all about Clydesdale Outpost, which, um, according to your website, is opening in June of 2022. Is everything on track so far? So far it is. We're uh, building through the winter snow right now. <laughs> uh, so tell me about uh, the story behind Clydesdale Outpost and or the soon-to-be-opened uh, Clydesdale Outpost. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we originally started in um, Amboy, Washington, and it was kind of a smaller operation with three cabins, and um, we decided during the pandemic, as a lot of people, you know, decided to change careers and positions that Whitefish, Montana was the place that we've always wanted to be. And this was the perfect opportunity for us to secure 92 acres. So we went from about eight acres to 92 acres and then ultimately build this out on a larger scale uh, to incorporate more Clydesdale activities like riding and driving and um, also kind of turn it more into a resort style um, hotel. Mm-hmm. Well, the name kind of gives it away of what it is, the Clydesdale Outpost. Uh, it's kind of, a, I'm going to call it a guest ranch. Is is that uh, correct or is it more than just that? Yeah. So we kind of are marketing ourselves as like a, a boutique guest ranch that's a little bit more upscale. And what kind of separates us from more of a traditional guest ranch or dude ranch is that we are extremely easy to book online so you don't really have to like call or you know submit on the website like a dude ranch you would have to kind of have like an all-inclusive package that can kind of be a little bit more difficult to set up we Mm -hmm. want it to be booked easy online and then also you can do add-ons that would be more of the guest ranch activities um so you know learning how to care for the Clydesdales or going for a Clydesdale ride or even just like floating down the Stillwater River. We have 4,500 linear feet of the Stillwater River where people can fish or float. So it it incorporates a lot of those recreational activities, but people can kind of choose what they want to do. You don't have to always have your cowboy boots on. (laughs) (laughs) So where is it located? You mentioned uh, in Montana near Whitefish? Yep, correct. So we are just eight minutes outside of downtown Whitefish, Montana which is um, a wonderful tourist destination in itself because of its proximity to Glacier National Park, um, Whitefish Resort, uh, which is a skiing, and then some of the zip lining, and then, of course, the um, glacial lakes. We have Whitefish Lake up here, which is actually it's just so beautiful. So, And the downtown is super cute. I'm not sure if you've been there, but tons of really unique shops and um wonderful restaurants and bars. I actually have been in downtown Whitefish, Montana. It's been a long time ago, so it's probably changed a bit, but I have. <laughs> and you're right, it is very charming. So I'm not a uh, guest ranch type of a person. Like I, I, I'm, I think I've, I've ridden a horse once, and they actually scare the death out of me. Uh, so for someone like myself, <laughs> uh, I could still enjoy the experience, right? Oh, totally. A lot of guests who come either love horses or they've never even encountered a horse before, which is kind of amazing. What's super neat about Clydesdales is they're um, very gentle and 
they kind of like read your energy. So uh, I I call them like big hamsters in a way, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Very big <laughs> I mean, they're hamsters. A <laughs> <laughs> they're a lot smarter, but and and they like cuddles and um, they love being around people, but they're not like too freaky like they're not going to kick you or anything but the people who don't really love interacting with horses i mean a lot of the times we have cedar hot tubs that people just kind of like get a glass of wine and sit and just relax and we're really encouraging people to disconnect from reality and kind of step back we have a lot of vintage style decorations like typewriters and um record players so people kind of can disconnect from reality for a minute and just kind of ultimately get away Mm -hmm. well and i imagine the uh the views and the uh the skyline and just the open air would be is fantastic as well yeah definitely people love i mean the views are spectacular um very territorial with lots of trees it's it's beautiful uh, now, tell me about the, the accommodations themselves. Uh, how much room would you have for how many people? Yeah, so our, this coming June is our phase one operation, which is going to have six guest cabins. And within those cabins, there's two bedrooms in each cabin. And each uh, cabin will have one bedroom with a queen bed, one with a king bed. So they'll accommodate up to four adults um, or if you want to shove small children in a bed all together, <laughs> um, you can do that as well. Um, there's not going to be any type of pull-out couch like we used to have. Um, so I would say up to like four to six, depending on what you feel comfortable fitting in per cabin. Um, and each one also has a kitchenette. So it's going to, it's pretty much like a full kitchen mm-hmm. um, that has like a pass-through window um, to the outside. So it kind of creates this indoor-outdoor space within the kitchen um so it as small as they are they're 720 ish square feet they feel really big because they're super tall inside and then you just have these gigantic windows that look outside so it's really encouraging to kind of be inside outside mm-hmm. so what's included then a typical okay. stay like uh, do, do is there any meals involved the, uh, you mentioned you you can kind of cook your own meals but is there anything like that involved or uh, or is it like you mentioned before uh, sort of an a la carte yeah. you can kind of pick and choose what you want and there's sort of a base yeah definitely so the cabin is pretty much the base and then everything else you'd like to do if you'd like to add a ride or go on a carriage ride as well um that's all going to be added on mm-hmm. and then also there's a check-in center, which will have a full coffee bar. We'll have breakfast burritos in the mornings. Um, we'll also have a cocktail bar in, in there as well. So people can come in and just get what they like. Everything can be charged to your room, just like a resort. Um, so everything's kind of just added on from there. Mm-hmm. How many horses do you have? Right now we have six horses, but we'll probably, when we launch, have around eight to ten. And then, uh, well, when you say Clydesdale, I think everyone's familiar with the Budweiser horses. Uh, this is the type of horse that you have the big, big horses, right? Yeah. Yep. These are uh, One of our horses is actually born on Warm Springs Ranch, which is the Budweiser farm. Oh, cool. And, um, yep, so they're all Clydesdales, so they're the big, massive horses with the feather. They call it feather. That's like the kind of fur around their feet. 
Well, excellent. Uh, it's the Clydesdale Outpost. You can uh, find out more information on their website, ClydesdaleOutpost.com. Matt Arnold Ladensack is the owner of the Clydesdale Outpost. Uh, here's to uh, your future opening in June of 2022. Good luck. Thank you so much. Well, skiing has always been a popular activity over the holidays, and one of the popular spots for skiers in Alberta is the Ski Big Three Resorts of Sunshine, Lake Louise, and Mount Norquay. So here to give us an update on the current ski season is Pete Woods. He is the president of Ski Big Three, the website skibig3.com. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, how would you rate the ski season so far this year? There's a lot of snow around here lately. Uh, and what's it like in the mountains these days? Well, Randy, it's uh, one of the best starts we've had in 20 years. Uh, the snow, the snowpack has been unbelievable. We had some warmer temperatures kind of early on, which uh, equated to some nice, really good, heavy snow and uh, laid down a really good base. And we've just been building off that since. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always said that uh, skiing is kind of the perfect COVID-friendly activity. You're, you're already, uh, you know, most people wearing a mask or a face covering of some kind. You're outdoors, you're, uh, you're uh, distanced from everybody. So what do people need to know before they head to uh, one of the big uh, or the ski big three resorts uh, as far as COVID things and those types of things? Well, um, obviously... There's been lots and lots changing, but the resorts were really proactive and jumped at it early, obviously learning a lot from last year. Um, we were one of the few resort, uh, certainly groups in Canada that were successful in a full season last year. And so taking that um, and all the learnings from last year and applying them early this year has helped a lot. Uh, essentially, what you need to know is that face coverings uh, are required um, on all uh, gondolas, chairs, uh, and right now, re- highly recommended in any of the outside spaces. Um, and uh, inside spaces, there is a requirement to have uh, double vaccination uh, and, you know, just showing your QR code for that. And that gives you access to get inside both gondola cabins as well as any of the transportation uh, and all the inside lodges and tents. Um, so the way that Sunshine's working is that you basically, uh, if you grab the bus from Banff, you just show your, your QR code there. Um, they get you on the on the bus right up to the ski area. They've got a bypass line that takes you right to the gondola, and you go up from there. Um, and then you're basically good to go for the rest of the day without having to show show anything because everybody gets checked at the bottom of the mountain um, and you know shows that proof of vaccination before they get in the gondola and head up the hill. Um, at Norquay here in Banff, they are doing the same thing. So basically you're showing your uh, proof of vaccination in the parking lot when you uh, start to enter the resort. Mm-hmm. They're checking everybody there. And uh, then that grants you access to all the lifts, um, all the inside spaces. So it's really uh, quite convenient. At uh, Lake Louise, it's just slightly different. Um, any of the inside spaces, again, are required for gondola cabins as well as uh, tents or inside spaces. Um, you do not uh, need to show proof of vaccination to ride the chairlift, although it's highly recommended to do that as well. And they are um, requiring face coverings. So it's a, it's an ever changing 
uh, dynamic, but we we feel like this is probably one that's going to hopefully um, stick. And you know what? People have been really, really receptive um, to the protocols, and they've been really uh, switched on uh, to working through that with them. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you've smoothed out the whole process, so you're not constantly showing your QR code, especially with uh, all the ski gear on. Uh, so just uh, highlight uh, some of the things, maybe the new features from some of the the ski hills you have, Sunshine, Lake Louise, Norquay. Uh, what's new for uh, someone that may, may not have been there last year? Yeah, sure. So if you, let's start at Lake Louise. So last year they opened uh, West Bowl, which is 500 acres of terrain. Um, you know, so within the Calgary market, a lot of the the skiers were able to take advantage of that, certainly within Alberta. Our international market, which, you know, we tend to have a really high volume of, uh, hasn't had a chance to enjoy that as much. And so they're, they're getting a chance to do that this year. Uh, they're also working on a chairlift um, that will be completed in January with a whole uh, little beginner zone that will uh, be the first new chair as part of a, a really big expansion uh, development program that they're putting together at Lake Louise. Um, this one is really focused on the beginner and intermediate level skiers and giving them more access to that. Um, at Sunshine, they put up these wonderful new tents at the top of the mountain last year uh, with the restrictions as they were last year. They weren't, weren't able to use them quite as much as they'd hoped to. So this year under the new rep program, um, they'll be able to access that. And it's turned into a really great spot for people to, to bring in their lunch, also to be able to store some of their stuff while they're skiing, if they have extra layers, a bag or something like that. So that's what worked out really well. One of the big projects and one of the things that Sunshine's been focused on is the parking uh, and arrival experience mm-hmm. into the resort. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to expand uh, 250 additional spots and uh, really kind of open up that area, completely re-landscaped it. Uh, and then they ran a full uh, infiltration system underneath to be able to basically catch any of the, the snow that, that melts off the cars uh, into a catch basin and then removed from there. So we make sure that it doesn't get into the watershed. Uh, so that was a really extensive project, not the sexiest one, but certainly really convenient when you pull into the resort itself. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, at Norquay, they, uh, they've done some upgrades within their snowmaking. They did brush cutting, which was kind of interesting, which is basically just sort of some of the, uh, the, the sticks and weeds, just kind of trimming those down just a little bit mm-hmm. um, so that you don't need quite as much snow in order to cover it. So it just allowed for them to get to the skiable, good skiing, good coverage really, really quick this year. It's been a while since I've been skiing, uh, but what's more popular now? Is it, is snowboarding uh, catching up or past skiing now? Uh, who do you see more of on the hills these days? You know, it kind of it kind of depends on the day, the time of year. Um, you know, there's a pretty healthy mix of both, actually, and and both are are doing quite well, both skiing and snowboarding. And uh, you know, it's interesting. I see more and more people wearing uh, AT gear, which is you know really more designed to go in the backcountry. But people are actually buying that gear and not even leaving the ski resort. They're using it. It's definitely a little bit lighter and uh, a little bit fancier gear in some some respect in some respects, but it's, uh, it's interesting to see that growth category. So, but, you know, as, as the resorts continue to build up their terrain parks and, and all three of them have, you know, really high focus on that, mm-hmm. you, you start to see a, you know, kind of a bigger mix of snowboard and snowboarders in that, in that crew. Um, you know, Sunshine has just opened up their park, 
um, and it's it's looking really really good. And uh, Lake Louise is in the process of, of opening up their big line, and uh, but they they have a, a nice terrain park sort of pocket parks that are set up from top to bottom. One thing that I think would be a lot of fun is the tubing you have at Norquay. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so it's a really, really cool experience. Um, it's lit up as well, so it's pretty cool you can do that um, at night. But, um, yeah, so there's multiple lanes set up. They've got a, a magic carpet that takes you up, so you don't have to lug your, your tube up to the top. And uh, it's a really fun, fast experience, uh, but also really safe. It's got a really good um, run out at the bottom to, mm-hmm. to catch your speed, um, but it's, it's a really, really good one. They also have night skiing that they do. Um, up there a couple times a week uh, throughout the winter. And that's a pretty cool experience, being able to, to be up on the mountain and see the lights of Banff. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and all three resorts, are very close to each other, Sunshine, Lake Louise, and Norway. You could do all three kind of on a ski, a mini ski vacation uh, quite easily, can't you? Yeah, for sure. We, we call that the trifecta challenge. And uh, if you come into Ski Big 3 Adventure Hub uh, in Banff Avenue and show your your ticket and we can we can tell if you've been to each of those mountains um we'll give you this little badge of honor uh which is the uh trifecta challenge and that's just skiing any three of the the ski areas Hmm. um you know it's it's an extra challenge to do it in one day but certainly we see a lot of people um you know certainly within alberta people instead of just doing a weekend we're seeing longer stays Uh and people are really making a vacation out of it which it's pretty cool. I mean, I think we've all discovered our backyard completely different uh, in the last couple of years. Any uh, events coming up for 2022? Yeah, so Snow Days is going to be happening in Banff. This will be in two weeks over the over uh, two-week period in January. Um, inclusive of that, there'll be a ski joring event that's over at the train uh, station, which will be really, really cool. That didn't happen last year, but did the prior year uh, on Banff Avenue. And then they're going to do a snow play area over in the high school grounds, which will include a whole bunch of zones where kids can just play around on snow. So a bunch of snow piles. We're going to be teaching uh, skiing and snowboarding a couple days on that, that little ski hill. It'll be like an eight-foot eight foot, uh, pile of snow, but it'll be pretty special for kids. We've done that in previous years, and it's really fun to see new participants test out. Well, you can find out all kinds of information on the Ski Big 3 uh, website, skibig3.com, uh, Sunshine, Lake Louise, and Norquay. And Pete Woods is the president of Ski Big 3. Here's to a uh, continuing good ski season ahead, Pete. Thank you. Randy, thanks for having me. Here's to a good season. Let's keep up this great snow. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.org.